0: I am Megan sitting here with my friend Scott and Ed. Today we are happy to welcome John Sneason from The Economic Truth, Mm -hmm. Tim Pachot from The Liberty Advisor, and Josh Sigurdsson from World Alternative Media.
1: Welcome, guys.
0: Uh, Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on, guys, for sure.
2: Super exciting.
0: So I I think just uh, from our little talk with John before you guys showed up, like, I think the the right way to start this off is, has anybody been in a bar fight recently? And could you explain? Oh man, I, knew, I I had a feeling
1: someone would ask that question. So yeah, there's kind of a crazy stalker guy who has some mental illnesses and some screws loose who has decided to start trying to pay people to attack me. Oh He's God. got nothing better to do in his life. It's actually kind of sad, but it was crazy because yeah, I was in a, a, a place in uh, Arizona, uh, I guess, what was that two days ago? And um, I'm just sitting there and there's this guy across the bar staring at me and we are on a patio. And then we see this guy who had previously caused some problems with us and like threatened to eat me a few days earlier. So (laughs) like this guy out of nowhere, seriously, he was asking me about politics. I was, we were agreeing on most things actually. And then he's like, what are the solutions for the world? And I said, well, I think we need to take care of ourselves, live by example, take care of our family, take care of our friends, and stand up for each other. And he just suddenly flipped a switch, and he he says, well, some people ran me over years ago, and um, they were drunk drivers, and they were scumbags, and I want to kill them and eat them. And you remind me of those scumbags. You're like a pedophile-loving, MFing scumbag. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, it was so... Crazy out of nowhere. And anyway- and fast forward. prior to that, he asked if we were gay and I'm like, no, we're not gay. Yeah, like, so fast forward like two so days- he really
0: wanted to eat you. Fast
1: forward two days and I'm sitting at this bar and this other guy is just staring me down and he looks like he's literally got pythons for arms. Like this guy is like six, three, huge dude. And I'm just sitting in this chair- wearing, He's Wearing scared. a gold gym shirt. It's like- yeah, sure. Oh no. Uh, well, actually, so that's the thing. So I was sitting in the chair and we we're just eating nachos and we didn't even expect to show up there. And we see the guy from the other night walking out and looking at us and going back in. And I'm like, Oh, great. That guy's there. And then suddenly this guy comes up behind Tim and grabs him by the back of the neck. And he's, I thought he knew him or something. And Tim's like, do I know you? And this guy's like,
3: I'm like, by the way he was. Yeah. And he's
1: like, Oh, we're going to be like that. All right. And then he, he looks at me and he's looking at me really strange i could tell he's like out of it he's maybe on a drug or maybe he's drunk like he has to be super drunk to have the 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 way he was looking at me was just crazy and i just like mentioned oh because i've lived in egypt and gold's gym is the biggest gym in egypt so i'm like oh hey where'd you get that shirt that's interesting i didn't know they had it all over california anyway he says goodwill and then he says Karma. And then he just runs at me, lunges at me and starts punching me in the head. What? Very, a very
3: big guy. He's like, bigger, bigger than me. Like right. this
1: guy. So I just, I grabbed the edge of my chair and flipped my chair on his side and kind of tried to roll and kick him in the chest. He he punched at me he was obviously not coordinated. He missed me by like an inch. And punched the concrete, broke his hand, and then he tried to punch me in the face. He got me by the edge, hit my eyeball sideways for like twenty-five seconds. And then, and then I, I, I leaped across, is I across him. the
3: table, tackled him, threw him down to the ground. <laughs> then he's chasing me around the bar holding like with a metal fucking chair going around. He's picking up chairs. He's
1: he's picking up, trying to pick up tables and throw them at us. And everyone at the bar is like, what is happening? And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't even know this guy. I've never met this guy. Like nobody's
3: stepping in. And I've just got this crazy Jack dude, like chasing me around the bar with a chair. And he
1: (laughs) had a lot of restraint. And at the end of the day, this guy got kicked out. And he was just yelling at us as he left. And we're like confused. Then I start talking to people. People were coming up to me. The guy that had threatened me and threatened to eat me the other night was going around this bar telling people I was a pedophile and trying to pay them to attack me.
3: Wow. And meanwhile, this guy changed his name to Robert E. Lee. Yeah. And and, (laughs) and has a huge, and has a Punisher. His entire front hood of his Dodge Ram truck is a Punisher logo. Like a huge, not not like a little decals. He has the decals too. And this dude is fucking crazy. Yeah, and, and, and so
1: he's, so this guy is telling like, he's everyone- like me, so it's just- Well, but Josh here's Lee. the thing. Like, he just randomly came up with this. He's obviously mentally ill. He came up with this idea that I was a pedophile and just stuck with it. And has been trying to pay people, according to them, thousands of dollars. This is all alleged, but thousands of dollars to- beat me up or kill me so he could eat me.
2: Oh my so god. So most
1: people are going, okay, this guy's crazy, but some people are taking him up on it, clearly. Except, except for the police. And except <laughs> oh, well the police, oh my god, that's a whole other talk about bumbling fools. Like we talked <laughs> like they were not helpful at all. I didn't want to call them at all. I tried to stay the away from day, it, yeah. but sure. they I've this guy, I saw him staying at the end of Tim Street like hanging out there in his truck waiting for us and like he knows where we live. So, so I like cuz I'm staying at Tim's house and it endangers him and his family. So it's crazy. Yeah. And we, I end up going. Okay, fine. I'm gonna try to get a restraining like a very order. a Nice, like upscale neighborhood too. Like it's not like what you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't live in like the ghetto. Or so we <laughs> decide to get I, I'm, I'm, gonna get a restraining order. Not a lot of punishment trucks. People to try and kill me. <laughs> so I finally, I, I, I call the police. It was a mistake from the beginning because immediately it was exactly how we expected it to go down. He's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I'm like, well, there's a violent, crazy guy trying to pay people to kill me and telling people I'm a pedophile, which look, if I was just some random drunk guy at a bar and I was super drunk and someone told me another guy was a pedophile and to beat him up, I probably would if I was drunk enough. So that's like one of those things that you yeah. can easily get people to attack someone over. <laughs> so it's obviously horrible that's slander. Really worse. I mean, I've literally put pedophiles in prison in my life. But on top of that, this guy is claiming this stuff to random drunk, blackout drunk people. And the police are like, there's nothing we could do about it. Why didn't you call us before? And it's it's on
3: videotape. It's all on
1: videotape. And (laughs) the cops like, why didn't you call us before? I'm like, well, because I'm Canadian. I'm, I'm Canadian and I'll get deported to Canada, if I get arrested, and he's like, "Oh, well, we have to arrest everyone for disorderly conduct, no matter who starts a fight." Oh my yeah. god! I'm like exactly, exactly why exactly we didn't call you. So <laughs> now we have this situation. He's unwilling to do anything. He's just talking about taking away this bar's liquor license, which is wrong but because no, I don't want insane, that right? happening. Yeah. It, yeah, we don't want that. We want him. He's gonna focus on destroying this business and not like the people that happen to come to the business and try to kill me. You know? Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's the whole story. I. I mean. I don't get into bar fights, all right? Sure. So, <laughs>
0: well, it doesn't sound like you did.
3: Like, we were, like, out of nowhere, the guy just jumps through. a very big dude. I tackle him, throw him to the ground, and then he's chasing me around the bar. Luckily,
4: for- I don't have
1: any black guy. I have a bruise under yeah. my hair, but uh, that's about it. He uh, was- by, the- by the way,
5: uh, by the way, I have a conspiracy theory going on there. I, I think that uh, Josh I died. Then, then the
1: cop's
3: like, well, you know, you know what a- people are in this neighborhood, and people exaggerate things, and... Like my last name base is the rank of hitman and like Costa No Well, that's literally as, as an Italian
1: American, we
3: yeah. constantly throw around things about killing people but, um... like actually fucking serious. But that's literally
1: what I was saying because I'm like, wait a second, he's like, "Oh, all these people exaggerate things because they're like, you know, housewives and stuff." I'm like, "Wait a second. I've been to Iraq, I've been to Syria, I've hitchhiked through minefields in West Africa. I'm not afraid of everything. I wouldn't I almost would never call it cops, but yeah. this guy's hanging out at the end of the street and he has children and it's dangerous. So we need to do cops are like why
3: don't you call us i'm like well basically i think the cop from prior experience the cops were useless ineffective and, <laughs> and just, i ended up getting in trouble yeah. so i didn't call you guys because i figured you wouldn't do anything so why don't you prove me wrong yeah that's right and i'm like i have literally got <laughs> sheriff joe arpaio like gave me an award for being having the most heroic act in the county i'm like i'm not some little guy that's just gonna go make up some crap just to uh
1: try
5: to try to do something well well well, well john what's your conspiracy yeah, what's theory i'd like
4: to hear yeah. this i i thought that you guys were on shrooms when this happened but no yeah, why do you keep saying that on Facebook? No, no, i'm <laughs> not on, this... on shrooms this is this my conspiracy theory like, i've see see, see,
5: see. josh is disappearing <laughs> Tuesday, He's, night. no josh josh died in Mauritania uh and <laughs> at the cockroach uh, hotel that he stayed at and he's actually just coming back to us as an, an illusion simulation i'm
2: still <laughs> stuck back on the part where you guys can go to bars that doesn't make any yeah, sense totally, what the hell, yeah, totally. dude? yeah well freedom right <laughs> yeah. i mean we just what? came from a bar in california yeah, we, didn't, we just
3: walked into a bar in california without a on. i'm at seven months without a mask on, and that just... is Nobody's while wearing well, yeah. mean, my government shirt. Just oh, I love guys. your shirt.
0: By the way, I just just to bring it back to him, like it, my my favorite memory is the the Bill Gates shirt that you just sharpied the Bill Gates on the oh. shirt and wore. You, that's like the best thing ever. So
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. inspired us. Like we, we actually it inspired us too because like we like, started our t shirt shop if after do that, that. Like we need to yeah, make t shirts. Totally, like, there's no totally. excuse for us not to. If, like he's got that going on. So anyway. Oh yeah. No. So, yeah, and I
5: had a it had a
3: wolf yeah, and had a wolf mask
2: on. Yeah, the Halloween. wolf mask. Totally, totally. It was like a
5: last second Halloween thing, so <laughs> That's right. Awesome, man. Sweet. Well talk, talking about Bill Gates, now we got uh, Jeff Bezos joining the ranks oh, of uh, David God. Rockefeller and Bill. <laughs> well
2: Gates. he
1: he left he left Amazon almost on the same day that Bill Gates left Microsoft a year earlier. earlier. That's yeah. what I found kind of interesting. Yeah, totally, oh, creepy. Dude. totally creepy. It's all speculation, but uh, I don't know. There's some weird shit going on.
2: Yep, yeah. yep. Nothing for happens sure. by coincidence, man. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. When you're
5: a monopolist scumbag, you know you've got to become a philanthropist. Yep. Yeah, totally, totally. The yeah.
2: thing
3: is, like, I'm an expert in how estate planning works and charitable giving planning, and I do that like for people who got rich off of Bitcoin and how you can sell your Bitcoin into different types of trusts and legally bypass, And so I know like when they say they're giving away their money, like they're really not giving away their money. Like what Bill Gates is doing is he's putting his money into these, into his charity slash fund. And he's then uh, sending it out to these different companies and think tanks, and then support these, the things that he wants. He ends up making like a 20 X investment uh, return on his investments. Like he, he admitted on camera at Davos, he's like, yes, yeah, these vaccines are a 20 X investment and everything we're yeah, totally. doing. And, and I know how the game is played and I'm just using their own rules. Against him and it's just very uh, maddening when I see people who are like, "Oh, we love Warren Buffett; he gave away all his money, and we love all these other people who gave away all their money, but they They're didn't really." The studio
1: Well, I just I, I'm disappearing in the background. I might as well take away the virtual background. At
4: our Airbnb, so okay, guys.
0: Well, I know there's a lot going on, and I really want to kind of get into that. But I know with with all you guys with your financial backgrounds, one of the things that we. I know is a big part of this whole pandemic going on is what was going on in the world that led to this thing starting. I want to get your guys take on it. What 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 do you guys think kicked off? Why did why now? Why why now are we we seeing this, this whole acceleration of, of all the the lockdown and just all of our rights being taken away. And the consolidation. Well, of it was law always
1: law part law of the law law script. I mean, it was all about um, timing with them as always has been. If you looked into the Tavistock Institute, the Tavistock Institute basically tells the future by looking at the present and the past. They uh, judge people's psychology and, and are able to predict what happens in the future. They were behind a whole bunch of rock and roll musicians in the 60s. Sure. They're out of Britain. And um, they're a big reason why we see what's going on today. They, they're a think tank that works with governments around the world and tells them what's going to happen next. This has been a, on the script for a long time. I mean, and I've, I've often said it, and I'll just go sure. over my spiel, is that you know, Henry Kissinger met with Mao Zedong in the 1970s to create an artificial alliance with China, which led to the creation of the Trilateral Commission under Zbigniew Brzezinski, which was all about technocracy. They talked about using the economic system in order to bring about a, tech, a techno or technocratic state, a super state, if you will. And he wrote books about that. Fast forward, his dream came true. You have sesame credit or social credit in China, which, you know, John Snyson and I were talking about like before. I, I don't think anyone was talking about it when we were talking about it. Um, way back before they even implemented it in china and, yeah, and we're I, talking I, about how... i'm
5: sorry to interrupt you i met the guy that actually went with uh with uh what's his name to china to Im- implement it
1: right right and and yeah that's the thing they they have been using this to shut down people's bank accounts People, I don't understand. Where's the left on this? The, the left is talking about how much they can't stand cops. But in China, with the social credit system, they're arresting people for criticizing the cops, torturing them in a chair, and then lowering their social credit score. They can't buy food. They can't have a bank account. They can't go traveling or anything. This is coming to a place yeah, near you soon sure. if you do not uh, work hard All to American tech companies it. have set it up. I mean, we we need to decentralize for this reason. But we'll get to that later. But the, the point is... When we see these people um, creating this system, every government in the world is salivating at it. Of course they want that. What better for a government than to grow in power perpetually to the point where people are literally digits. And if they say something wrong, they will be erased. I mean, that's literally yeah. the the wet dream of any government <laughs> around the world. So yeah, totally. what we're witnessing today is the creation of a global technocratic super state and what they're utilizing, which James Corbett talked about like over 10 years ago was the plandemic. In order to get people subservient, and now is the time because most people are weak and dependent. They've ma- managed to make most of the populace weak and dependent by most people not having to face a war, not having to face a depression, and their entire lives um, since like the '80s, basically. So you have this this generation of dependent people, largely, generally speaking, and they're easy to be controlled. That's why even the people who say I don't, I don't think wearing a mask is right, they still put one on. And they'll say the same thing about the vaccine, but they'll still take it. Yeah. And most people will because what happens? Your children will be taken away. Yeah. You will have a bad social credit score. You won't be able to yeah. have a job. You won't have a bank account. You won't be able to do anything. And this is one of this is a, the the crossroads yeah. of humanity itself right now that we are witnessing. And if we don't do something today, and I, I hate to bring everyone down here, but if we don't do anything today, and we should have done something yesterday and ten years ago, if we don't do anything today, we are going down with the ship and we are going to suffer the worst sufferable fate you could possibly imagine. We need to disobey. We need to stand up and live freely and live by example today. But this is a long, long run conspiracy that goes back decades and decades. And here we are, we fell into the credit card phase uh, or craze, I should say. And now we have social medias that are tied to our social credit already. They're censoring us on there. They're making us self-censor on there from mm-hmm. scaring us <laughs> into sure. self-censoring or else we won't be able to speak. Mm-hmm. And that will just water down to vaccines. And um, you know, there's gonna be county, uh, I, I truly believe this. They're gonna have county by county uh, checkpoints for vaccine passports. There's this isn't stopping just at air, air travel. This sure. isn't stopping oh, just gosh. at bus travel.
5: Josh, today we had the news of COVID-21.
1: Which we talked about in March of 2020. I said, watch what comes next, COVID-21. They'll come out with a new mutation. And back in January, January 22nd, 2020, I did a video talking about, I literally opened it up. Coronavirus, it's the next big thing that the government has created out of thin air in order to enslave us and put us in uh, camps and quarantine us and force vaccinate us. I literally opened the video on January 22nd, 2020 about that. But I thought most people, because usually people don't actually go along with it, this time they went along with it. So in March, early March of 2020, before I abandoned the United States for quite a few months to flee to Mexico, when everything was blowing up in Vegas, where I was living at the time, where I saw 250,000 people lose their job in one day, i I said back then what we're going to see is they're going to lock down this is before the first lockdown where they're going to lock down then people are going to protest they're going to call them selfish and then eventually they're going to open things up but then there's going to be a new mutation of the Mm -hmm. virus that comes in so they then close down again and then eventually they'll have forced vaccines which will allow them to open for a little while but the vaccines won't work against the newer newer mutation which will then come in as covid 21. as i said and that will lead to the next a series of lockdowns, bankrupting everyone. The government will take over all private property for the most part. As, as far as like homes go, one uh, I think it's um 1.5 out of 10 people are facing homelessness in the United States now. So that's 15% of the whole country, their homes are gonna be bought up by the government, repackaged, given back to them for okay. free. BlackRock. And oh yeah, we saved you guys, even though we made you homeless. But here's a house, uh, our, our gift to you, stolen from other taxpayers that can't afford to actually <laughs> oh, make a living anymore. This is how they do it. I said it in March, 2020. I don't like to gloat, but I'm really pissed off because we've gone <laughs> through all of this together. And at this point, it's like, how are people still buying this? I'm the guy that needs to be shut down on YouTube and deleted when the WHO is saying all the things I said in March now, they're saying PCR (laughs) tests don't work and all that. Well, that was insanity. one hour
0: after the inauguration is when they admitted that the piece right right right, right 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 really so, well, yeah i know you guys
1: and that would be a crazy video to link
3: down below the one where josh actually uh you know was calling out this stuff back in back in january yeah. we'll and We're almost, almost exactly a year ago i was giving a talk morning, at Eric so. uh february 14th uh, last year where i went through and was and was giving the entire rundown of the financial system and how it was about to blow up and so this is all a financial coup a financial cover-up yeah. where and i mean it really goes back i mean it goes i mean it, i mean i don't know how far you want to go back i mean it goes back all the way back sure. but yeah. uh, i mean the cliff notes on this the federal reserve kept pretending that they could raise rates they could never raise rates so you go back to 2010 and the fed was saying that by 2014 that the that the interest rate would be about five percent obviously that didn't happen and so what people also don't understand is that when the fed lowers rates all it really is is the overbank lending rate and so what what happened is in september 17th 20 2019 the federal reserve uh, the entire with the, the repo market started blowing up and what and what i mean by the repo market is it's the rate where banks it's the rate that banks charge each other to lend money overnight. So, yeah. so at the time, banks had to keep 10% in reserves. So, some banks had 11, some banks had nine, and then the banks that had 11 would lend money to the banks that only nine. They'd all end up at 10. Now they don't even need to keep reserves anymore. But so what was happening is some banks chose. And this is, I believe, it was September 17th. They chose to pay 10% annual interest to borrow money overnight rather than going to the Fed. If they went to the Fed, they could have got money at like 1.25 percent. So they chose 10 over 1.25 percent because if they went to the Fed. Then it would be a scarlet letter and everyone would have known that that bank was effed, and that that bank was in trouble. So then it started this whole like cascaded things where the federal reserve started doing like trillion. John probably knows more about this than me because I've already forgotten a lot of this, but they, they started doing like trillion dollar overnight lending. They started doing like, like, like three months, like first it started that overnight. Then it was two weeks and it was a month. Then it was like three months, like lending things, like things that had never happened before. And so that put a bandage on the system. And bringing things back even further, the original plan, in my opinion, was that we wanted to start a war with Russia. I told my assistant this in like 2013, and then that way we can blame the Russians on why things crashed. Trump getting in there basically put a little bit of a sort of a curveball into the whole sure. system, but it still exploded underneath him. And so essentially, you know, fast forward to February of last year, you know, a year ago today, uh, the entire system was was cratering. And I gave a speech at Enrique Poco. anyone that goes to the LibertyAdvisor.com can see it linked right there. And I and I and it, even even from a political standpoint, at the very end of the speech, it was an economic speech. And I go, you know what, Trump's gonna lose, this is why he's gonna lose. I put like seven states on stage and said, listen, they're gonna flip these states and all they're gonna do, they're gonna use the voting machines and all they need to do is flip like one county in each state all on video ahead of time. And then I even said Trump was gonna win in September of 2016, back when, before I even had a podcast. And I said, they're gonna blame it on the Russians. It was like my third video ever made. And so it's, I'm not, we're not saying this to brag, it's just like trying to get like the whole confluence of where we're going. And so the entire financial system was broken down and there's so when so it is really not even about saving the stock market it's about more like saving the bond market and so which is much bigger than the stock market sure. and so what had happened in, in last february when i was breaking this down was i had said listen you've got about half of the bonds that are investment grade bonds are one notch away from junk bonds yeah. and yeah. next time we go into recession like 30 percent of these bonds at least are going to go from investment grade to junk and then what that's going to do is that's going to create this cascade of selling because now all these exchange funds and ETFs, index funds that are investment-grade funds are gonna be forced to sell. Then that forced selling is gonna create more, more forced selling. And it's gonna be like a Mad Max scenario. And then the Fed's gonna, so what the Fed did is well, they came sense, in- Well, because
1: Mad Max took place in 2021, yeah. by the way. Just and so then, yeah. yeah, so
3: then Ooh. the Fed came in and doubled their balance sheet underneath Trump. And meanwhile, the Q-tards are like, oh, well, Trump's really doing this because he's gonna end the Federal Reserve while at the same time, meanwhile, my initials are <laughs> trust the plan, TTP. I had a fake news list on, fa- on Facebook called, Fake, fuck, it was called fake news list, not yeah. not the effing. It was called fake news list, November 16, twenty sixteen, and that's when I got shut down for Facebook. Called fake news list, and I had and I listed one person by name. The per, the only person I listed by name was Paul Krugman. A year and a half later, Paul Krugman won the award for most fake news by Donald Trump when he gave out an award. Wow. Just to give you an idea how crazy things are, Dude. and so this is all a financial coup, and they're using the great reset to. Basically, get us underneath social credit, tying the social credit to eventually getting this like digital version of the dollar. So we're going to have like a digital like Bitcoin dollar, except it's going to have like all the bad features of Bitcoin, where it's going to be tracked trace surveilled. They're going to say, "Hey, you guys are on the Truthzilla podcast or Truthzilla. Hey, you guys are talking to a bunch Shut of criminals over here. Uh, but guess what? You're cut off. You're not getting your, your universal basic income." You guys didn't get vaccines and so they're going to basically get a system where everyone's going to they're going to have us all by the balls and then they're going to at that point once everything is digital and actually most people don't know this but the very first bill by maxine waters to give out like the 1200 stimulus last year a lot of people don't know this written in the bill the first bill not to build a past was to have a digital dollar now the head of the office of like the currency in america is now a Coinbase guy and now it, well, it was a Coinbase guy. Now it's gonna be a Ripple, a Ripple guy, so cryptocurrency people. So they're actively trying to get this and probably within the next three years, about 20% of the world is gonna be on a digital currency. And at that point, they can shut you off. They can charge negative interest rates and start you know, basically taking
1: money out of your bank accounts. If it's centralized. And that's the number one point to make because and I, I've said it a million times and John will remember this cause I've said it in almost every video I ever did with him. Um, if your money's in the bank, it's not yours, it's the bank's. If your money's always going through the banks via digital transactions, legal tender laws, it's never your money, it's always a bank's and you are essentially enslaved to the, the banking system. So you need to be decentralized. That's the sure. only way you will escape this. What's unconfiscatable, not gold or silver. I love gold and silver, but it's not unconfiscatable. You can confiscate gold and silver. What you can't confiscate is private keys that you remember in your brain. As long as you have sure. them in your head, the government can never take them from you. And that is going to be a huge part in in the in fixing this puzzle up uh, long term of being able to spend money and survive whatever insanity that we're walking into. Whether people like cryptocurrency or not, it doesn't even matter that at the end of the day, we're going into a digital future, there's no going back. So we have to build decentralized to make the best um, digital future for ourselves, not for them. So for example, it's like, if we just ignore the digital future that we're walking into there, the government, these massive institutions are going to continue to build up these centralized models that will enslave humanity and, and try us everywhere and tax us everywhere and and shut us down whenever they want and it's it's never been more important to have a decentralized method of payment so i mean i love gold and silver i was hesitant about bitcoin for a lot of years and then in i think it was around 2014 2015 i started coming around after i i first found out about it at seven cents in 2009 i wish i bought a few thousand dollars then yeah, i'd be no a multi-billion doubt. i'd control the whole yeah, world <laughs> yeah but um going forward whatever the, the fact is they will be utilizing the system and tyranny always comes under the guise of convenience so we need mm. to be convenient and replace the old guard with the new guard in a convenient manner that you don't have to educate ideologically the whole public on you just need them to sure. see oh this works better than that so let's use that and exactly. that's how we go forward
0: no i totally i couldn't agree more and i think that applies to, to everything i mean we're, we're doing we have freedom cells. We've started, you know, uh, here in Oregon, and uh, you know yeah. we're getting people. We're talking about learning to farm and all these other things. You know, we're trying to decentralize in all kinds of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just, and the idea is like, let's make. Let's make ours better than theirs because mm-hmm. playing their playing them at their games, we're not going to win, right? So, But you said a lot of things. And freedom get... cells
1: are so important, by yeah, the way. For I mean, sure. For it's sure. one of the number one ways forward uh, for us to build communities. No, it sounds like terror, terrorism. I don't well, know about that. It doesn't have that <laughs> connotation. Government,
5: government cells. <laughs> I don't know. This yeah, is yeah. the thing when, when you come into a country and want to take over, you know, it comes back to like my, I grew up in Norway. My, my grandmother saw the Nazi invasion. The first thing they came for was the, the kettle. They came for all the vegetables. Nobody was allowed to make any food themselves. Mm. And that's where you go. You know, you got to go to like anything that you make you self sufficient if you're a government to make people dependent.
1: Yeah, but john that was for the greater good of the greater number they said so so they can't be lying to us are you saying they're lying to us you're an extremist and you need to be put on a list yeah. and lose your social credit balance and yeah. uh, not be able to buy anything because that's just for the greater good of the greater number oh you know, the
2: greater good man yeah if,
5: if they ever try that with me then they'll severely regret it but yeah
1: but <laughs> it <laughs> look like you're drinking the same thing as me by the way that's hilarious <laughs> but, but you
0: said a lot of things there tim in 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 that uh, spiel there and i was wondering one of the things um that maybe that, that this happened kind of earlier than they planned right because i think that they it would have been ideal for them to have the digital dollar ready when this when this all happened right but like but it seems like they're just kind of they in some ways they're just reacting to the financial situation that they're in right now right like because because now now once they've started this like they have to push forward quickly because i think the speed at which they do it is really important right because if if they're too slow mm-hmm. like uh you know they're not going to pull it off like would people wake up and resist right but if they're if they're too fast they do push too far too too quick people are like we're not going to do that shit either right so so it's, it's just interesting but um
3: yeah, i think it was like a trial balloon so back like in may or april when they did this it was just a trial balloon to see what people would say i mean there's basically no pushback because nobody basically even knew that it was going on and so they just wanted to see you know what resistance there would be sure. to it and, and at this point now that you know almost everybody's locked down i mean they're not going to just let us back so they need to get us down on the ground they sure. need to you know, like, like you were saying, I mean, the government is known for breaking your legs and then giving you a wheelchair. That's yeah, a quote totally. by Harry Brown,
5: who is a libertarian presidential candidate.
1: Well, um, and so that's
5: exactly what
3: they do you, all the time. Thank
1: you so much.
4: I, yeah, well, it, it, just it's
5: uh, a just remember, like, think think about this. Remember, Joss, uh, was it 2016 or something that we did, uh, you know, a review on the book, The Curse of Cash by Kenneth Rogoff? You know, they, they had this plan all along that they wanted to go cashless. Yeah. Uh, and not to uh, get coronaviruses on your cash. Here, that was the textbook, you know, in that actually in it, Tim, it's interesting, you know, they actually had a chapter that, you know, took care of the, the whole virus and bacteria thing uh, about cash and coins, right? So the, they really wanted to go this way for a while. And of course, you know, that book is the textbook of what they've done. You know, they tried to do it in India, they failed. Actually, in Ecuador, in 2014 to 18, uh, it was a digital currency that failed because nobody used it. And uh, <laughs> let's let's you know, like make that uh, you know the same at any place around the world that we see it getting applied because they entail to use this at every single country. You know, if you go, there's actually a list. I, I uh, recently downloaded a list, and it was every single country in the world except for maybe like two or three countries uh, that well, has- John, a- have you
1: seen what? Have you seen, John, what they've been doing in Argentina now? Because, of of course, Argentina has gone through so many inflationary eight, events eight over the last century and eight hyperinflations yeah yeah it's absurd and so they are and people talk about venezuela argentina is really oh. the craziest place when it comes to that but um they and the have same, been using... the same
3: used to be as rich as an argentine mm-hmm. um, because they used to be the richest south American. Well, that's what happens to in America. between in
1: in venezuela. Inflation. venezuela in the 60s was one of the richest countries too right because of are oil um, but one of the things that they're doing in Argentina right now is they're using a thing called DAI which is D A I it's a it's a, um um it's a stable coin yep. But uh, and and it's blowing up over there because people have no choice. And it's somewhat decentralized. It's it's backed by it's cryptocurrencies, but yeah, to keep experience. it up with the US dollar value. Mm-hmm. So they aren't it's an interesting because most stable coins are backed by the US dollar and reserves. And in this yeah, case, not, they're over
5: leveraged. Like it's, it's actually digital. It's peer to peer. Right. So it's easier for them to use. It, that's one thing with human Millions being, are right? using them. Whatever is, you know, the most easy is medium of exchange to use they'll
1: levitate towards
5: no matter Absolutely.
1: millions of people are using uh the dye uh yeah millions of people are using dye in argentina right now or Die and yeah and honestly it's it's really interesting to see how people have adopted that just like they adopted dash which i have this old shirt from 2017 the good old days of dash um well, that, yeah that's when, all over
5: south america dash
1: yeah, well, this is like a collector shirt right now because Dash is in like what a hundredth place now. But anyway, it used to be a really big thing. But our, back in uh, 2017 in Venezuela, people were using Dash like crazy, and it saved thousands of lives because the bank accounts were being shut down. People were basically forced into the streets. They were eating giraffes at, from the zoo wow. and, and, and like eating you know rats that were in the streets. And so people started using Dash, and they were able to actually afford dinner. It's this amazing thing that people might actually have value to their currency.
3: <laughs> was it was it Michael Moore or was it Bernie Sanders that had a tweet
5: in 2014 about
3: look at how great Venezuela is doing, and they're such was, like a model was, for Bernie. Themselves. Like he
5: was he was a part of like he loved the Sandinistas down there. That you know Maduro was a and no sorry uh, Chavez was a part of that then, you know, became the- Or in Cuba, it's like, oh, they got free healthcare and great you education. Know,
1: you know, what's interesting <laughs> it's interesting. Great is, indoctrination. During, during awesome. that
5: whole hyperinflation in, in Venezuela, they had what's called the uh, the Venezuelan Bol- Bolivar's fuerte uh, And that one actually collapsed in 2018. The stock market went to a massive high, you know, like it was epic. But then, you know, what's interesting. They're in another hyperinflation right now because they adopted another fiat currency called the Venezuelan Bolivar's uh, no, uh, sorry. Yeah. Venezuelan uh, Petra, Bogart, or is that and, and actually yeah. that one, now the stock market is almost the double of what it was at the peak of that hyperinflation. It just shows hmm, you. I wonder that how that happens.
1: Surely they weren't, uh,
5: stupidity, like they're trying to like implement a, 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 another
1: Fiat right after hyperinflation. Surely they weren't uh, involved in some it? kind of manipulation, John. Is that what you're saying that the Venezuelans <laughs> were involved in market manipulation? No, no.
2: <laughs> of course not, man. You guys, yeah, like, dude, oh, go ahead, Ed. No, I just, I kind of want
0: to see now how this all ties into where we're currently at, because, you know, we've had, a, obviously, a crazy week with our GameStop, and now the Silver, <laughs> and Doge, and, and I, you know, I, uh, there's part of me that's like, this is the greatest thing ever, right? Like, people are, are like, getting together and getting back at these guys, but then I watched a, a video of Whitney Webb recently, and she's kind of pointing out that this might be a PSYOP itself, right? Like, that, uh, I think it was BlackRock like made a bunch of money off off of the GameStop thing and even she said I think right. Goldman Sachs of course, like kind Yeah, of, they
5: they have positions, yeah, of course. You know, like it, it might or might not be a psyop, but you know, it's definitely like people are pissed off because they think like if you put on any like here I'm I'm locked in our hotel room where there's, you know, only mainstream media to watch sometimes and <laughs> and I, I watch that garbage It's like a human like it's like going to the garbage dump <laughs> why? And, you know, like, Yeah, they, why do you they, do that they're, yourself? They're, better, just beating, better you like, than me. Heavily at a garbage dump. Like that's exactly what listening yeah. to mainstream media is. It, it, it's just like it's so blatant. You know, the like if you're outside of the matrix, it's so blatant. Yeah. Like they're not even questioning anything else, but you know their reality, and, and that was. Well,
1: That's the thing, though. There will be an uprising one way or another. Whitney Webb is one of the most brilliant journalists out there. I love her work. And honestly, I've been trying to get an interview with her for a while, but I've been bouncing around the world, which makes scheduling things impossible. But with that said, um, yeah, no, she's almost always right about what she says. So I wouldn't put anything past that. But what I would say is that in most cases, so every movement that we ever see that has any benefit to it gets taken over immediately. We could go back to the origin of the Tea Party, which was Ron Paul, and then it was immediately taken over by insane people. And then you, yeah, Glenn Beck, and then you move forward, Glenn Beck, who supported Hillary Clinton. Then you move forward and you see, for example, Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street started as an anti-federal reserve movement and was immediately turned into this really uncoordinated crazy like oh we need oh, th- the man. government to pay our rent and all sorts of <laughs> stuff and it just kind of went out of control yeah. and and with this this has been the most effective thing like what Wall Street bets did in one day was more than Bernie Sanders did in his entire career which just tells you it's not government that's going to save the day it's individuals making decisions that screw the big guy who's trying to screw the little guy so in this case I love what was happening I love to see what was Happening, but of course, there's going to be people infiltrating. They said tens of thousands of bots joined the um, group and started trying to spread nonsense. But it's Gilbert Jimmy Kimmel and, that was saying that it was
3: the right that there's Russian, yeah, like, of course, Russian racist. So it's this point. is
5: even better. No, 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 no. you guys are the white supremacists, right. you guys, it obviously. It was, it was <laughs> white supremacists yeah. that infiltrated the movement, yeah, and crazy. actually, <laughs> i heard. I heard something even crazier that you know there was yeah white supremacist day traders who <laughs> <laughs> yeah <they're> suppress just- <laughs> the Jews you know like it's a, like it's always about that like as soon as you come after like me and Josh actually came after a guy he's pretty well known called Peter Schiff he yep. came after his organization and then he called the Josh anti-Semitic.
1: Well, like, I mean, yeah, okay. okay, first of all, I do, I do want to just point out that I think it's hilarious thinking about a guy with a swastika between his eyes, like day trading, but i um, also, uh, like he's just covered in Nazi tattoos. <laughs> he's like yeah, I'm I'm right. Right. He's, like, like, he's like stonks, but,
4: uh, <laughs> but uh,
1: I, w- with the Peter Schiff thing, yeah, I was just, I wasn't even calling out Peter Schiff. I was just calling out gold money because there was um, the series A investor was George Soros. That's a fact. And so I found it interesting. Peter Schiff was involved in that, and then I didn't say anything about Judaism or anything. But he went on his like podcast the next day and started saying I was anti-Semitic. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> he didn't say my name, or else I so would have sued his ass. But
5: like opt in, like I'm going to call the racist card. If you if you criticize banking, there is a majority of uh, you know people being Jewish. Uh, i never been a Zionist or anything like that. <laughs> But it's like a majority. But what they do is they turn around like right away calling it, you know, like anti-Semitism. It's it's very interesting how they use, you know, like anybody attacking their, you know, totalitarian scam and scum that they are into turning it in. Let's
1: remember Fiat originated (laughs) in China, too. So those guys aren't Mm -hmm. very Jewish from last time I checked. But I do want to point out what
5: I was. Who bought it to Europe? In uh, in the sixteen hundreds was the Jewish actually by the way.
1: Well, yeah, there were there were Jewish bankers that took the information for, that they saw what was happening on the Sung Dynasty from China yeah. over to but yeah, but the Chinese people it's still like they were the guys that created. It. But I do want to point out that um, and I think this is important is that while there are going to be people that infiltrate groups like we're seeing on Wall Street bets. Um, we also notice that the number one solution for this, like no matter what happens, George Soros owns gold and silver. George Soros owns Bitcoin. George Soros owns all the things that you want to use in order to overthrow the system. That doesn't mean it won't overthrow the system. It just means that of course he's going to, he's not that stupid. He's going to have the foresight to get into that himself. So there's going to be that kind of infiltration, but I wouldn't even call that infiltration. That's him trying to cover his ass when everyone else comes out of this crisis and we replace the robber barons, a bunch of libertarians but oh, with yeah, that sure. said um going forward i mean you look at something like wall street bets there's a bunch of bots that are trying to push gold silver and stuff like that which i'm all for really um because that sure. was one of the biggest market manipulators out there john and i were talking about short squeezing silver like years and years ago um we're all i'm all for that kind of thing and, and screwing over these horrible predatory hedge funds with that said, um, yeah, there's going to be people that will get involved and try to do this. But the bottom line is we need to decentralize. And so as long as the Wall Street Bets guys say, hey, this is a problem, Robinhood shut us down, all this stuff, maybe we should look at Uniswap or SushiSwap or TrustSwap or these other things, decentralized uh, ways to trade. For example, cryptocurrencies, the number one way we will completely collapse these um, you know, antiquated dinosaur behemoths of, of state and banking, etc is with decentralized cryptocurrencies because i guarantee you pure pure exchanges they'll never i'm not a fan of doge but you'll never see they'll never see a a a shiba dog taking over the the banking system and destroying it so i mean it's kind of hilarious and i'm all for it doge
5: becomes a world reserve currency
1: hey i'm in i'm in on that
2: that,
5: dude you guys because you're gonna remember (laughs) the millennials and gen c is the biggest part of the population right now and they love Dogecoin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Elon
2: Musk was just tweeting about it
5: earlier. <laughs> Saw that.
3: See, that
0: makes that makes yeah. me more weary of it than anything. Come yeah. on. On, scott but well, well but, josh
3: was talking about you can memorize your private keys so that's all good until elon musk neural <laughs> and, and oh, shit! Mind. Oh, yeah man. but then
1: if you get Neuralink, you're an idiot like yeah. i'm sorry like i don't get oh it could it could solve your arthritis great but well, you can they be be eat healthy know? and do that too
3: instead of having the Again, government uh, looking in your brush no, i don't know this but can they like let's say if i have not, not obviously i would not get Neuralink. but let's say if i have it could i then read your thoughts if you don't have it i mean i don't know how
1: i don't know how that works but i mean that's what he was saying right he's like a is is like a, a canary in a coal mine in a lot of ways. Like, I know some people. Well, I know some people that personally know Elon Musk really well behind the scenes, and they insist he's like trying to overthrow the whole system. Well, we interviewed one of them. We interviewed John and I interviewed one. Yeah, of those guys. and we won't no. we won't say the name, but um, we do know people who know Elon Musk very, very closely, and I mean very, very, very closely. Like help start space. Yeah, and closely. and stuff like that. So. But and I don't want to give because he's a good contact to have totally. right now. Absolutely. Everything's going on. But um, with that said, I mean, it's really interesting because he, they insist he's trying to overthrow that system. He's trying to put those satellites in space to give everyone free Internet so that they can't shut down the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. He's trying to uh, overthrow 5G so that we don't have radiation towers on every block so that we can <laughs> use it from space. I don't know. I trust this guy, but I'm not sure I trust Elon Musk. But Damn. I will say that it's interesting. It's kind of collides yeah. here, where like I trust one guy and I don't trust the guys insisting I should. And yeah, now Biden him. is so... uh, <laughs> shutting
3: down some of, like SpaceX's launches and stuff like that. It's
1: but but you yeah, never, yeah. never underestimate the power of extremely autistic people with more money than anyone else in the world. So who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. Like you know everyone's talking about all oh, the vaccines gave us autism well i don't know a, a billionaire with autism who then uh overthrows a whole world order also sounds pretty awesome well john so. and
3: i have the autism part-time we just need to have more money than god part. yeah yeah it. man Jeez.
0: <laughs> so so back to the point i was getting that though so apparently like whitney webb her her video too was the uh that the, the the guy that started the the bets uh, the um GameStop one like apparently that guy is, was a day trader before and he was, you know, they made it look like he Heath was Gills. nobody, but he was, yeah, he, he had a little bit of a pass, but I, and I guess that my overall question is, is, is this used, are they using this to put more regulation on this? Right. And, and maybe that's just the reaction that they would do anyways, but is, is this going to be used to, to say we can't have this? So, and I, I think, I, you know, no, I hate the, hate the solution.
1: Yeah. I, I hate regulation, but I do have to say anything that'll, push people towards decentralized methods yeah. of trading, like as, as terrible as the regulations are, and as much as I hate them, uh, and I, I think that they're criminal and the government is organized crime. So it makes sense that they mm-hmm. would try to uh, manipulate this in their favor. But. Um, It'll just push people more towards the things that they're told not to use. It's like telling a uh, a 15-year-old he can't smoke pot. Well, good luck. He's going to smoke weed now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like
4: this is (laughs) the opposite reaction that people have. Bitcoin is a great example because
1: China China tried to ban Bitcoin years ago. And what happened, it was unprecedented. The amount of people in one of the most enslaved nations in the world all started piling into Bitcoin. And it's like, wait a second. So they ban it and everyone buys it, even in the most totalitarian nation in the world. That's a good sign. I think that will continue. And if they regulate and regulate and regulate, it'll just give people more of a reason to get the F out of all this other stuff and get into decentralized, uh, ways of, um,
4: um the
3: main problem with what happened in with like, and this is maybe not gonna be very popular and I'm not a big fan of Robinhood or any of these places. Mm -hmm. And obviously if you're getting something for free, you're not, you're the product. And so they're selling their order flow to the hedge funds and they're, you know, front running people allegedly and doing all sorts of other things. But what, I mean, you kind of back things up. So in order to trade a stock, it's usually they call it T2. So it's the trading day, which is the T plus two days. Sure. Uh, and so they, through crypto, they, they could have it where it could settle immediately, instantly. Like you could put, you could tokenize stocks if you wanted to, hypothetically, like guys like Patrick Byrne of, Over, formerly of Overstock.com, they've already done that. He got into a lawsuit with Goldman Sachs, sued him for $34 million to win 35 just to prove. Another yeah, the one that they we're doing. Old, by the and way. so- yeah, so essentially, when you're Robinhood and you've got people who are constantly buying and selling stocks for free, uh, those trades take two days to settle. And so there needs to be a certain amount of collateral that's held at like the clearinghouse, like the DTCC, the Depository mm-hmm. Trust uh, Clearing Corporation. That owns so,
2: everything. Yeah, we learned about that. We learned
3: about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like yeah. A Mel- yeah, Melanie yeah. krell, you know, I don't yep. talks a lot about that. Yep. So yep. with this, uh, it got to the yeah. point where People are trading back and forth. People are trading on margin, which means that you could hypothetically even lose more money than you even had to begin with. And so, Robinhood was in a spot where they had to post like three billion dollars of collateral when they had no no because they because depending on how volatile something is determines how. But it's really a damnation of how archaic the underlying system is. But I mean, I, I hate to defend Robinhood and probably get torn up about this, but there are legal Regulatory things that they had to basically shut it down because they didn't have the cash to gun then point. put to put things up, and and now that's not to say that through an investigation that there wasn't maybe somebody from like potentially Citadel who is one of the biggest clearers who then uh, you know maybe called them up and then Janet Yellen got paid eight hundred and ten thousand dollars to speak for Citadel and then now then now she just got an ethics waiver in order to investigate citadel even though they paid her almost a million dollars i mean that dumb bitch nobody is fucking paying her a million dollars for any of her fucking knowledge i'm talking that right now but
1: i mean that's another thing though i I I mean as much as (laughs) uh, as much as like Vlad Vlad from um, from Robin Hood. from Robinhood is obviously a lying scumbag. There's no doubt about it, but he also has a gun to his head and he's being told, yeah. you have sure. no choice or else we will destroy your company. And then he had to destroy his company himself, which is like a really bad situation to put anyone in. And that goes back to the government where people inside Robinhood said there were people from the White House that were demanding they shut down trading on these stocks because they were putting their hedge fund friends out of business. <laughs> and I mean, Elon Musk, again, back to Elon Musk, he. he was calling him out on, I think it was a clubhouse uh, meeting a few days ago, to Vlad's face, saying, uh, you know, he was calling him Vlad the stock impaler and saying, basically, what, what Vlad did was criminal, but he assumed there's people that have guns to his head and are telling him what to do or else he would be thrown in prison. And Elon's been through that himself because he's like, uh, obviously if you become 300 billionaire, you're probably doing some sketchy stuff here and there. And you're probably, yeah, about 300 billion. And he's obviously got a gun to his head on multiple occasions being told, you can do this, you can't do that. And I I assume that would be the same case with him. So when I heard this Vlad guy explaining himself, he sounds like he has a gun to his head. He sounds like he is being told what he can or cannot say. So he's doing legal speak. Yeah. but at the end of the day sure. he lied he claimed that it was this uh, server error at first and this other stuff while well, everyone else was shutting it down for these other reasons and were honestly saying this is why we're doing it sure. he pretended it wasn't that and now forever he's going to be known as a lying scumbag and what? good good riddance to him well
5: this is this is the thing like when you look at like any crisis around the world like even going back to like one one thing that came to my mom was the zimbabwean hyperinflation where they banned Basically, if you if you trade in gold and silver, you'd be sentenced to death. Uh, if you use it or any form of it, but everybody used be. it because yeah. who would take the uh, you know uh, <laughs> government trash currency, the Zimbabwean dollar, that you know like went from like in two weeks they uh, since they issued the hundred trillion dollar bill, it bought you two for a bear, uh, and then after two weeks, it bought you two bears. Uh, it's just like people just they couldn't accept it it's like the lady that used to work for the government in venezuela that used to get like three four thousand uh, a day almost so, a certain times the increase in minimum wage from the government uh but it didn't work she actually went on the street and sold coffee and made like 10 times more mm. <laughs> right three thousand dollars a day uh. yeah, well, it comes it comes back to that like that's that's the yeah. thing like when When you go out and like the the trash currency is worth nothing, and you actually sell a real commodity like coffee was, she made so much more than... Right, versus the Venezuelan boulevard, it's a purchasing power. Yeah, exactly, 100% and so that that's throughout history. there was cocaine in the coffee but yeah. i mean that's not... <laughs> well, we can, yeah. a kilo yeah.
1: of cocaine with your cup of coffee well it's
5: the same as nicotine uh, no sorry what is in coffee I, I
2: don't drink coffee so caffeine yeah, yeah. man shoot well uh, so uh what are you guys doing out in Southern california i heard you guys are up to some pretty cool stuff
1: so tomorrow we're going to uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits's house nice. to uh, interview her. Nice. Um, she doesn't do a lot of like in-person interviews, so yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. I haven't written any questions, but I usually show up unprepared and it works yeah. out. Um, I got like multiple different camera angles and we got lighting and all sorts of stuff, so it's gonna look good. Nice. And if I do it the right way, hey, maybe I'll do a Plandemic 3, but yeah. um, nonetheless, it'll, I mean, can you beat like a, the most watched documentary of all time yeah. happens to also be the most banned documentary <laughs> of all time. I mean, how does that work? That's exactly the psychology I was just talking about. They- and
3: I interviewed her seven days before a pandemic came out and yeah. uh, somebody from alternative media wouldn't allow me to air that interview, wow. which, uh, you know, and now they get to have it. <laughs> never meet your heroes because you know he you know was accusing me of killing old people for playing tennis i'm like wow i got the most badass guy and now i can't play tennis like like, like like we were sitting on an interview with dr judy mike where i had heard her i knew her for four years so i knew all the questions to ask i knew her background and like perfectly seated this interview and he's like i'm never letting you do another effing interview again if you're getting us these whack jobs and like a week later she's the biggest story in the world and like <laughs> never got a thank you, never apologized. It's like, no, we're not airing the interview. And And then was
1: mad when he got me Dr. Shiva like a week later, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. There's certain people that aren't consistent and we we try our best to be consistent ourselves. But uh, yeah, I mean, Judy is a really interesting person who has an amazing background, especially um, her work with Fauci and Mm -hmm. her coming out against Fauci. And then um, after that, we're heading up around Paso Robles or somewhere around there. Um, to do an interview with g edward griffin at his house yes. so awesome. um we're looking forward to that we we did have something set up with robert f kennedy jr but he's in lawsuits right now and he has to push all of his interviews for forward but i figured this is probably the last time i didn't think i'd ever come back to california like i've been i've been telling myself never yes. again yeah. i didn't even think i'd be back in the united states i went to montenegro i went to egypt i was living out there for a while totally free no lockdowns no restrictions wow. And then i'm like yeah but i need to fight alongside my friends so i came back here and immediately i'm like dealing with some crazy stalker trying to kill me (laughs) (laughs) yeah next robert e lee's coming after me what's next stonewall jackson Yeah, great but uh, at one point in the hot tub i even told
3: the guy because it wasn't didn't like devolve immediately i'm like oh man it's too bad i wasn't taping this because at one point they were talking about like hitler and like we've got josh Sigerson talking with robert e lee about hitler in the hot tub and like all these weird like, it was a very, yeah, very yeah. Uh, weird. And uh... he
1: insists, like, do you know anyone that's Jewish with the last name Lee? Because he insisted that he's Jewish. He, he's like, I'm Robert E. Lee. I, I um. Uh, he told me before he was Catholic and then he changed it to Jewish. And I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously got some marbles loose. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> that's, uh, I'll try to put, push that aside. But I figure like, I, I'm not gonna be in California probably again. I didn't think I would come back. I, I was here last at the end of February, 2020 and everything was open, everything was normal. On the day after I left, everything shut down. And it was okay, just like, I saw the last of down. everything and now all the businesses I went to are gone. I mean, it's just insanity. Most of the people I, I met, bartenders and waiters and stuff. And, you know, I, I like to communicate with people. So a bunch of them are following me on social media and I look and they're all living in different countries in the world now. They all yeah. left their jobs in California and took off. But good news so far, since we've been in Carlsbad, um, the first place we went to didn't make, us, didn't make us wear a mask. And nice. we went right into the bar, no mask. It's good. So far, Technically, it's all bad. about making crazy people actually enforce crazy things. And uh, hopefully there's enough people that maybe are tired of enforcing crazy things and other people that are just, they don't want to be involved in it or, or maybe they don't agree with it, whatever it might be. It all comes down to, and I've been saying this all year or for the last year, If your business is going to be shut down anyway, I guarantee you, if you have a small business, like 98% chance is gonna go under in the next year. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate, but it's a reality with everything that's happening in the world. The big businesses blow up and the small businesses collapse with the way these lockdowns work. Everyone's bankrupt right now. So as I've said since last year, um, you gotta die on your feet rather than on your knees. So if you're going to abide by these crazy totalitarian mandates and, and laws, why don't you just die on your feet if you're gonna go down anyway and gain the respect of the public by not enforcing crazy BS on people that are smart enough to be able to rub two brain cells together and know that this is obviously a scamdemic and this is obviously tyrannical. And this group think that's been weaponized is going to bring us down even further under the guise of uniting us. It's just insanity. Oh, this is Josh, the- why didn't you ask that about that? What's that? Don't you ask that bat about that, what the bad things about this whole thing. A bat? Uh, oh yeah, the, the bat, the, from the bat soup? Well, that's yeah. an interesting thing. I'll actually go through my <laughs> spiel on that too, because uh, Dr. Fauci got $7.4 million to study coronavirus at the wuhan institute of virology mm-hmm. from the u.s government they gave him a grant and it was um studying coronavirus in bats that was 96 percent similar to the novel uh, sars cov 2 novel coronavirus and the whole pur- purpose of the study was a gain of function in order to spread it to humans that's all public knowledge it's at the niaid on his site and through the india times which exposed it at the time everyone talked about it for one day it disappeared in the news well, people, it ended in october of 2019 worked upon in winnipeg too like our level well, four lab well like- there was a disappearance of the original virus strain which was sent to be studied in winnipeg canada but um and some chinese couple disappeared with it in 2015 but then um he so it ended on in october of 2019 at the same time as event 201 ended one month later in november um, Dr. Fauci, uh, no, not, sorry, not Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates was competing for the patent on the contact tracing app. And in December of 2019, he was uh, competing for the, the patent on vaccine tattoos to be able to track people who have or have not had tattoos. January, 2020, coronavirus news comes out. At the same time, the vaccine is completed, but it isn't released until about October here, of
0: 2020. Patent 060606. Yep. That was yep. a tattoo, That's yeah.
5: It, it sure. like josh did you actually know that the same day as the repo crisis happened on september 17th uh 2019 patient one happened in in yeah time- yeah
1: i know that 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 hasn't been reported on for a while but also on top of that we have to remember I mean, it that ran missile strike too we have to remember that um these the the with the pcr tests and everything i mean we've been proven right on all this stuff uh, from the beginning but Fauci was also involved in Dark Winter yep. which mm-hmm. was in 2001 which was involved in spreading spreading anthrax into the public it killed 7 people it was the, the FBI and CIA were both caught covering up the um the spread of this thing from fort dietrich and blaming it on some crazy doctor mk ultra experiment and then same with crimson <laughs> contagion he was involved in with johns hopkins and then event 201 is johns hopkins and bill gates his funder mm-hmm. who also funds a world health organization which is controlled by the chinese government which then invaded africa mass vaccinated people and took over most of their economies it have all you heard very
0: well. about the new event 201 that they planned they just recently came out that they called spars or something like that spars. for for 24, yeah, there is 25,
5: one in the planks, the, they haven't yeah. gotten it out on so, YouTube yet, I guess. What's that? <laughs> yeah, they haven't gotten it out on YouTube yet, I guess. Like you we are were talking about, about it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just, just heard that their, their plans are coming coming out for sure.
1: Um, well, yeah, every single year they have these exercises sure. and every single year it, it it's basically a simulation of what works and what doesn't work. And Eventual One worked, which is why they went along with it. And yeah. literally as it ended, fauci stopped working at the wuhan institute of virology and next thing you know there's patients the patient one so i mean it's it's giving so out perfect.
3: coronavirus plush toys yeah <laughs> yeah the plush toys, and then scary. then Kerry mollis the
5: creator yep. of the pcr yep. test just happened to die in like august and right after, beforehand there was another guy that just died that was doing uh had another test that was a quick test? Was that yeah. the anal swab uh, PCR test <laughs> guy? Or, or... I
3: know.
0: Can you believe that shit? Yes. There's
3: two you can't guys make this shit done, up, man. But... You can believe that shit. Literally. No pun intended.
5: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but I
1: mean, at the same time you well, have. When will, when will the anal Schwab guy die? That's when. Anal uh, But you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously though, 5% injury rate from the vaccine, <laughs> which is that's 5% hospitalization rate from the vaccine so far, which is insanity. I think it's like 0.1% for COVID. And then you actually consider the numbers as the WHO just came out and said, and as the CDC said back in July of last year, which we reported on at the time, is that the PCR tests, they will test you for anything. And the more cycles, it's like turning up an amplifier. You're gonna amplify sound and the louder you turn it, the louder the sound's gonna get. So if you're going to amplify, you're gonna hear the static, you're gonna hear every little thing in there. So what they did was they are, PCR tests are amplifications of what's in your body. And you can find dead viruses from 25, 30 years ago, with 40 to 50 cycles, in fact, 33 cycles is an average of 80% false positive. Mm-hmm. Almost every single PCR test in the country yeah. is 40 yeah. to 50. 33, are
3: you an Yeah, 45. Yeah. And well, 33
1: nine. is 80%, but 40 to 50 is almost all of the PCR tests. And the WHO just finally came out on January 20th of this year, saying that the PCR tests are um, inefficient and mostly false positives, which is funny because I got kicked off of YouTube in (laughs) October, 2020 for saying that. And then, the who says what i say but i'm not getting vindicated i'm not getting my channel back
3: and unfortunately we're not coming we're traveling because usually we're headquartered in the corona the two the back-to-back coronavirus capital of the world phoenix arizona they just realize that there's all these places that are more willing to stand up to, not that there's that many people standing up anymore after they've beaten us down so many times but it's just like the, like the more the nail sticks up, the more they try beating it down. So there's tons of propaganda in Phoenix and everyone thinks it's the worst place in the and world. The, see, this and is
5: the thing, you know, like all the cities are garbage. They're, they're like basically <laughs> oh, trash of the world, it seems like. And when you're on the countryside, you know, I'm, I'm working at a reserve in the middle of uh, nowhere in Canada. <laughs> you know, at the health center, you know, where people come in when they're sick and only
1: 5% of the people are wearing masks
5: including agenda
1: 2030 my friends yep, and hey exactly. it's all getting people into big cities in order to do this but yep. um, that's why that's they want like if they don't
5: get people into the cities you know they they can't control you so like th- this comes back to Josh. remember like the the presentation that i did in uh, at the red pill expo in 2019 in mesquite Nevada. i was talking about you know they're going to bring out the boston dynamics dogs to control people and yeah, oh,
3: Singapore. <laughs> suddenly they're all now. They're dancing, now, 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 those dogs are dancing, and <laughs> that was November
1: 2019 that you did that speech, John. And I mean, it's, it's crazy how fast things move from yeah. there. It's actually yeah. tragic, and it makes me sick because I have a sister who's 13 years old who, she's much younger than me, and she has spent the last, most of the last entire year in a basement. Imagine being 13 years old. That's the time when you have crushes on boys or whatever. And you start, you know, all that kind of stuff happens. That's gone from her life. She'll never have that. I'd that have any crushes on boys if they're
4: That's You know, it like just,
5: the amount of people that have died because of the uh, government interventions, I'm not talking about COVID, you know, Suicides. it's probably like two times greater than the people that have, uh, It it disgusts me.
1: It disgusts me because this is why I'm fighting. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I came back to the United States when I could have been in Egypt or Mexico or one of the in Eastern Europe where there's no restrictions. Yeah, it's comfortable. But guess what? I'm not fighting, and I want to be fighting because this is insanity. When I'm seeing my sister, she's going through depression, all this stuff because she's stuck in a basement. She doesn't even know it yet how much that's damaging her. She's only talking to one friend in Philadelphia. She's in Canada, and she just met some people online. She's being threatened. Threatened by police. If you go outside right now in Winnipeg, Canada, in many places, my my mom it works at a hospital, and she's like quitting her job right away because she doesn't want to get the vaccine. She's dealing with uh, most nurses at the hospital are saying they're going to be quitting because they don't want to get the vaccine. Which hey, is hey, don't awesome. worry, Josh, my in law is going to But they will replace everybody. them. They will replace. And and this is what it just drives me insane because she goes out for uh, my unfortunately my mom smokes, but she goes out for a, uh, to smoke a cigarette. And she's talking to a friend. And the police are harassing her and threatening her with fines for talking to her friend outside on the sidewalk. These are Nazi thugs that need yeah, no, to be put in their place. I'm not threatening violence here i'm saying we need sure. to do something this is insanity Couldn't and if we more. allow this to happen we have that on our conscience and 20 years from now our kids are going to ask us what did you do and either you're going to cry and say i did nothing or you're going to say i fought as best as
0: i can i moved and I out of as city. Best as
4: I city <laughs> yeah. i mean josh yeah. i got a so, i got a four
0: and five year old uh, megan you have kids i mean that is exactly yeah. what we're doing yeah, it's about it i also about have a four kids. and
1: five year old yeah so. yeah Insanity. Yeah. Uh, Completely. Yeah. Uh, Josh knows
5: how crazy having four and five-year-olds are. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Screaming outside his room.
3: I actually oh, grew God.
1: up in a home oh, daycare, and it's just like.
5: But they're dogs, so I can't really. Yeah. Well,
1: but I grew up in a home daycare, and you know, I I grew up around. Uh, 19 to 21 kids at a time poking me in the face every morning from age zero to about 13.
0: Trying to eat you. And
1: I, <laughs> but you know, I also, I've seen how they grew up and I've seen how they've been affected by things in their life. And it's just to think like, I, I hope to God that they're going to be way stronger than we ever were Absolutely. because yep. we, I mean, as much as I like to pride myself on having done something or try to, trying to warn people. And I think we can all agree on this. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I, there's always a part of me that's like, what could I have done differently sure. that could have made any kind of difference so that this wouldn't be happening right now? Because yeah. we get normalized to it but this is tragic. What's happening. Look back a year and a half. It was already bad then. And I remember being extremely stressed out about how insane the world was a year and a half ago. And, but it's like, I, I wish so much that we were in that time right now. And it's, I try to not normalize myself to it. I try to put myself in a mindset where I see things like I would have a year and a half ago. It used to be a year ago. It used to be five months ago, but as time has elapsed, since this whole thing has happened, I'm trying to put myself further back. So I don't normalize. This. I will not wear a mask. I will not take the vaccine. I'll die before I get the vaccine. Apparently that got me kicked off of Facebook for saying, I'll die before someone forces a medicine into my arm, but uh, medicine, <laughs> quote unquote, right. but I mean, we're if, with you. I, I, I will not, I will not take this. And I try to normal. I try not to normalize it by thinking about how would I feel about this exact point in time a year and a half ago, Hell no. I would be in the streets going, what is going on? Like wouldn't all of us be like, yeah, if this sure. just happened overnight yeah like it's insane
0: well and that goes back to what i was saying about the speed of this thing right i think and i think it comes down to a lot of the social media with our data too i think they know how far they can push right they push a little bit they see the reaction they they test and they but if you go too fast there's no way we would have went along with this shit but if they go too slow i think you know people get back to their lives they're like oh life is kind of good right Mm -hmm. like yeah, well, no, it's
4: as,
3: just two weeks, and another this, two weeks, and another well, two weeks. Exactly Bo- boiling us, boiling
0: us slowly,
4: has been an effective yeah. strategy.
5: This is this is the yeah, thing. Totally. Like, they'll come and, and try to come come after us, you know, uh, any way they can. Like this whole like thing came really out of Norway back in you know the, the early 1990s <laughs> from um, the Gro and Brundtland that created the you know our common future, which then turned into Agenda yeah. 21 which then turned into Agenda 2030.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, she was saying in that that whole like massive, you know, uh, manifesto that she created that, you know, we shouldn't own any private property. We shouldn't be able to uh, like everybody should live in cities because, uh, you know, we need to be able to uh, be community. And um, like w- when it was back in, you know, like the uh, the Great Depression, people survived because they could actually feed themselves. If we ever get into great depression today, uh, it's the total opposite. So like 90, 10, so it was 90%. Well, still a huge amount of people yeah. died
3: of starvation, even yeah. the fact that most were farmers. Yeah,
5: yeah. And, and and these days too, like what we're seeing is like, when you go and look at ancient civilizations, I know Josh loves, you know, that, that whole history.
4: <laughs> There's literally a
5: Netflix lot, show on me doing this.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah you yeah. <laughs> go and
5: look at a lot of ancient civilizations and they centralized into cities and then they forgot about farming, and then they uh, basically destroy themselves. A lot of them. Like this in, is how Rome, all this is
1: concrete. This is all how all civilizations end, and this is how all civilizations begin. Yeah. Um, and it is by a uh, civilization collapsing and the remnants of that civilization surviving by those who go and live among the hunter-gatherers. Yeah, exactly. Those that live among the they, people, oh, that, that guy's an idiot. He's wearing a horn through his nose and he's throwing spears. Uh, yeah, well, what's the point of life? Survival, individualism, responsibility, these kinds of things. That guy knows that way better than we know anything well, about so computers. So you're saying so. that
5: the guy that actually ran into Congress is- I was gonna say,
3: I was gonna
1: say, so you're saying the Q-shaman- hey, Hey, I am not it's a the terrorist. He's <laughs> from Arizona. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. It's actually crazy because nowadays, if you even associate with crazy people, like, I don't support them at all. But if I, if I actually felt strongly about it, I don't care if they call me a terrorist or not. I would openly say that I. Feel Why, that. I have a but sign? I don't because well, like.
4: Doesn't I mean have a sign
1: that says that I'm not a terrorist. Remember when we're on the there legislative building? It's you, well, Doug. you should you should get one of Ernest Hancock's shirts that says "Kill the precedent." It's P R E C E D E
3: N T. But <laughs> yeah, there <you> um...
1: go. <laughs> I had so many people
3: got pissed off at me when I wrote that, that to like... TSA. Yeah,
1: Oof. yeah. But I mean, it, honestly, every civilization collapses and begins this way. And and I, I think we really need to take a page out of Graham Hancock's books, going way back, talking about how. We see ancient civilizations like the Sumerians collapse this way. We see the mythical quote unquote. I don't I, I don't actually consider it mythical. I think the name is mythical, but the a- idea or the actual historical is prevalence is, uh, is 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 real. What happened with Israel. the idea of Atlantis, for example, was this thing this whole civilization collapsed in a day and night, and nobody could fend for themselves. So the only remnants of the civilization were those that went to Egypt and rebuilt there because they went and lived among the hunter gatherers for a period of time, those hunter gatherers see people with, you know, technology. And that doesn't mean electronic technology, that just means things that are more advanced than what they have. And they saw them and worshipped them as gods. And that's how you get these gods, Isis, Osiris, uh, Ra, all these people, that all these gods that came up in Egypt, and that goes for a lot of these places, they came up with this based on the survival uh, or the survivors of these past civilizations and that is what, what i see today we need to be responsible that's the basis of freedom itself there's nothing more nothing less to it freedom is simply individual responsibility not collective responsibility collective responsibility slavery that's the opposite we can get together as a group but if we don't have a collective mind we have individual minds that we work for ourselves we Protect ourselves and our families, and we can be, re, we can rebuild civilization this way. We can build these freedom cells this way. Yep. We need to build and grow and collect oh, water and be able to manage this stuff ourselves. We need to utilize electronics. We need to utilize digital technology as well for ourselves in a decentralized way. So, oh, they'll shut down the internet, not our internet. Oh, they'll shut yeah. down electricity, not our electricity. We need to get on this and we should have gotten on it yesterday, honestly. Yeah. And I know That's a lot sure. of us are working like Back to Mad Max,
5: Josh, like where we're kind of entering that territory, you know, like of, of the- Or just like, speaking of ISIS, speaking of isis does, does yeah. anyone remember like
3: was it like <laughs> verizon that came out with like a payment system like right before isis became a thing and they were going to call it isis and then like there's like all this branding <laughs> yeah. and then, they got then, their syops mixed i up. always yeah. really like <laughs> the
1: name i always really like the name isis so i was always pissed off that that, that the u.s government created those guys but yeah. Um, yeah. i mean yeah. and i literally i have video thanks from john 20, mccain i have tw- yep. a video from 2013 where i was saying they're going to create a new al-qaeda it's going to oh, be God. more crazy because it'll get people on their side and there you go but with that said, um, I mean, when we're talking about the you know rebuilding civilization and being able to create these use utilize these technologies for our own good, we have an opportunity now more than ever to be able to do that. Because guess what? Now that Biden's in, <laughs> the people that were sitting on their hands all of those years under Trump might actually come in and come to our side and talk to us and and, and you know uh, resonate with us. So I well, think now they're that's also too,
5: so that probably might wake them up. You know. It's, it's the same if as if you're here. being like, called a terrorist. Look, look Canada, Like, did you see how Canada determined 13 different groups to be terrorist groups, uh, today?
4: Yeah, yeah, proud
1: boys. There?
4: Yeah. They're putting boys.
1: people in camps in Canada. Like literally, yeah. as we speak, they're literally calling them encampments. Like, uh, and, and you, they're making you pay. You know what?
5: Like actually Norway invented this. We had this like two months ago, <laughs> the same garbage thing. And then of course, like, it seems like, uh, you know, like, we really love Norway because everything is free in Norway, yeah. so we you know, Probably, like, yeah. nice <laughs> And, you know, like, this is the thing, like, if, you know, I, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of people, like, messaging me, it's like, oh, you know, like, everything is free in Norway, it's a beautiful place, you know, like, you guys are happy, it's like, have you ever been to Norway, have you ever lived to Norway? It's like, you come and ask some of my family and we'll, we'll talk about that. Like my mom, she lost mat, like probably 50% of her purchasing power over the last decade uh, because of massive government, the massive inflation in Norway. And I mean, she wasn't listening to her son and didn't put it all in the- <laughs> No, I, I told her, I told her to put money into gold and silver. And of course she didn't. Like I'm I'm still trying to tell her and I don't know if she will or not, but you, know, you could always like beg for it to happen. Tell her not to, reverse psychology. Yeah. That's
4: yeah. the way to yeah. do it.
5: Good idea. Yeah. Keep it all in
3: the Norway currency. I forgot what they're called, but. Kroner? Kroner. Kroner.
0: <laughs> so, so just to, if, if we, I really want to ask you guys before we leave, uh, like what is that the answer? Gold and silver? Like as if that you guys are
2: all into crypto, in, crypto,
0: crypto, like what is your overall answer? Like I am investment dumb. Like I I have no it's embarrassing
2: dude. It's embarrassing. And if nothing else, but, like, that's the thing is like, you know, I've heard this said a lot. Like if nothing else, like this has forced us to take action. You know, I yeah, literally, we're, we're like, there. I literally started ready. my own fidelity account. I freaking got some, I figured out how to maneuver the whole system and got some Dogecoin. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Right. But, but, but in doing that, like I learned, I learned so much, you know what I mean? And so now, you know, I've got the infrastructure in place, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's I think it's more people
1: today, and this is the craziest part of all this is, I like I got into this in 2006 like yeah. um, the, the idea of freedom and individual liberty. Sure. I was like 12 years old. I was a communist. I read the communist manifesto and then I found Ron Paul yes. and, and it opened my eyes to all this kind of stuff and it just led me down a rabbit hole. But most people today are learning not from a human being but an inanimate currency. Yeah. Like yeah. Bitcoin is teaching people about the Federal Reserve and it's we don't even know who created it. It was just it's just it's energy. It's it's basically energy. It's it's data. And it's math and people are being encouraged to look into things like the federal reserve being Mm -hmm. encouraged to look into things about how centralization works or doesn't work for that matter and how government is organized crime for this reason. And this is really important because this is how, you know, just an idea can change the world. It's not even a person, just an idea can change the world. And uh, honestly, I do believe that we are, going to be learning a lot more because of this kind of stuff. More people are joining our side and Mm -hmm. more people will stand alongside us. And I I, I notice a lot of people getting restless. A lot of people are, when they actually start saying, Hey, I'm going to take your kids away if you don't get the vaccine, I I guarantee you, if you look at California, 50% of nurses in California are are saying they refuse to take the vaccine. They already have been told they have to take it. And 50% have said no. So if that happens, maybe our idea of all these places is wrong. Um, I mean, we look at Europe, for example, And Europe stood up way more than these gun-toting Americans did. Netherlands
5: and Denmark, the most communist, like half communist places in the world.
1: Yeah, because because people are sick of it, they've been beaten to a pulp, and and people in the United States have been coddled. And that's one of the big things. They've been, oh, I got guns. We we'll always stand up to tyranny. No, you haven't. Mm. It's been a hundred years of nonstop growth and tyranny. You haven't done anything. But if we see people in California of all places, fifty percent of nurses saying they won't get the vaccine, you bet better bet that that is where the line will be drawn yep. it's not going to be in masks unfortunately where that was a litmus <laughs> test it's going to be at everyone saying oh you're going to threaten to destroy my family and steal my children i think uh, i think i have a different idea of how this is going to end yeah,
5: yeah and, it, it, and yeah it comes back to the nuremberg trials you know like yeah. when hitler and everybody was you know uh experimenting on people it comes back to that like that's what, exactly what we're doing right now this is yes. a totally experiment of uh like you can't even call it a vaccine uh but that's what it is it's an it's experiment. only been approved
0: on a trial that basis is. at this point yeah, so it's, it's yeah, exactly yeah so.
5: approved at all uh but actually Canada approved it mm. like Canada is a bunch of totalitarian communist scum uh trudeau over there you know here uh, actually approved it and a whole bunch of other countries but anyways uh it's not approved and if you go and look into the actual you know white paper of the vaccine you'll see that like if you actually go in and search on you know being a a, you know an immunizer you get a total different thing from when you're actually the person receiving it so they take away basically the the thing saying that you could die from it there's a a whole bunch of horrible side effects that you can get but the thing is like we're, we're still in like human trials like second or something out of five uh, because like usually it takes like one to two years to do a first real good trial of anything uh, in in the medical industry. Uh, you, you know, I think that the only way we could fight this uh, this trash that is, you know, government and uh, the political system is to resist by decentralizing ourselves, you know, being self-sufficient completely uh, and, you know, having energy independence, having food independence, and having communities, you know, around you, uh, being able to be independent of anything, you know, like if, if things really hit the fan with, especially with the currency here in Canada, we are gonna hit the hit the garbage can right before you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like people here need to understand that you need to protect yourself. Like when I go and talk to people that have survived through hyperinflations, either being Venezuela, Argentina, or in Yugoslavia, th- I get the same stories. You know, people say that first of all, number one, you need to have yeah. guns to protect yourself sure. uh, against the oppressors. oppressors. Uh, second of all, you need food. Uh, you need, uh, and if you're really well off, you can have some gold and silver to protect yourself. Uh, and of course, now today you got the cryptocurrencies that comes into that place. And that of course is you no know, an opinion, but it, it's not just an opinion. It's, it's actually a historical fact that, you know, history is telling us because people have, we lived, you know, the cycle over and over and over again of, you know, the move from uh, decentralization, no centralization over to decentralization and, you know, the loss of faith of government and the collapse of government over to uh, then government again, and then moving the whole cycle up again. So we seem to be like, we, we always forget about the past. We always repeat it by, you know, implementing big government over and over again. Uh, and we're, we're right back at her. And like now
1: we're getting bigger and bigger than ever. Mm-hmm. And, and the solution is disobedience. It's not sure, violence. Sure. They will be the ones that use the violence. Yep. Um, we are the ones that will have to take the bullet. Um, and unfortunately this is a yep. case. We should always defend ourselves of course, but I don't mean necessarily I mean, if we were to build a community and we were to build the freedom cell and we were to just say, leave us alone, we are doing our own thing. They are the ones that will have to use violence, and we are the ones that will have to use defense if it comes down to that. But that's the whole idea. We start with a peaceful solution and say, We don't want violence, but damn it, I'll take a bullet between the eyes as long as I will tell the truth. I will always tell the truth. I will always stand up for what I believe in, and you'll have to kill me to make me stop. And we we all should be standing on that ground. And if we do, the world would be a much better place because there's more of us than there are of them. And honestly, it only takes about one or 2% more of us in the public to stand up for it to work. So God forbid, more people fall prey to this insanity. God forbid people keep saying and normalizing this stuff and saying, well, I am against this, but it's just doing, it's just doing that. Stop. Stop falling for the tricks. That is how they incrementally boil you. And you will be ashamed of your life looking back on it if you go along with this stuff. Disobey always, live by example, live freely. You are free until they take it away. Guess what? And this is something that I try to explain as much as possible because people have a strange view of rights and freedoms, et cetera rights aren't something that you hold in your hands. You don't just like have rights. It's it's an inanimate thing. You are the right or you're not. You are either free. freedom or you aren't. So yeah. people can't say they took away my rights. If they are making you do stupid things, then you were never, you're never free to begin with. You are a slave. You're either free or you're a slave. It's unfortunate, but there's a scale. It's one or the other. You have to be free, live free, live by example. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone... Uh, take that away from you because then you'll find yourself in a pit where you won't be able to get out and you'll be scrounging for your life. And this is only going to get worse by generation as it has the past several generations. So think of the kids in front of you. Yeah. Think of your grandkids. Think of your great, great grandkids. This isn't a joke, my friends. This isn't a drill. This is the future of humanity. And that is why freedom is so important because freedom in itself is survival. Freedom in itself is responsibility. Freedom in itself is humanity, and we have to protect that at all
2: costs. Wow. Amen. Holy wow. shit, man. Yes. Love Holy it, dude. Shit. So well said. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you that's guys so much, dude. Like, like, we've been, I don't want to keep you all night, but this has been amazing. Um, do you want to maybe, you have a question, Megan? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, do you guys maybe want to tell our listeners where they can find you all?
1: Yeah, you can find uh, me on bitchute, library slash odyssey, as well as float.app. That's F L O T E dot app at World Alternative Media, as well as Josh Sigurdsson on Float uh, rather. But um, we were kicked off of YouTube with 155,000 subscribers on October 15th of 2020. One day before that, GoFundMe took us down, and then Facebook ended up taking me down. I somehow got my account back. I have no idea what happened, but I'm not proud of it. So I'm going to try and get taken down again. <laughs> Hell yeah. But um, we are on BitChute, library slash odyssey, as well as float.app. Float is an awesome event, yes. but, but or a, an awesome social media network that's replacing Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, yep. Tumblr, Reddit, Patreon, all of those all in one with cryptocurrencies that you can use in order to pledge to people as well as super chats on live streams in crypto. And uh, good friends of mine built Mm float.app based on what they saw happening to me. So I I do feel pretty close to the project and tens and tens and tens of thousands of people are on there. Corbett's on there. Sam Tripoli's on there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And they have Float Fest 2021 coming up. Yet you can actually go to an event in person camp Hang out as a community. Screw the government. Go to Goss, Ga- Texas um, for Float Fest 2021. That's F-L-O-T-E-F-E-S-T dot com. You can get your tickets. Many people are going to be speaking there. We have some cool stuff coming up for that. So that's just outside of Austin, Texas. And we can all hang out as a community. Oh, hang around campfires. Bring your tent. Bring your RV. And actually come together as a community. So screw these lockdowns. Yeah. We're getting together. Nothing's going to stop us. And we're yeah. going to live free. So uh, I appreciate you guys having us. And then Tim and John can that sounds themselves. amazing. When's yeah, Float Fest? Hold amazing. on. When's Float Fest? So, Float Fest is F L O T E F E S T dot com. It's basically an event of a bunch of freedom oh. lovers, uh, libertarians, That's activists, fucking, uh, and people the who've the been censored. Oh, yeah. People who can center on social media um, are gonna be there as well. And it's basically our way for a bunch of anarchists, libertarians, yeah. voluntarists, et cetera, to get together, um, truth tellers, to get together and, and, and hang out and enjoy our, our, each other's company after a year of desensitizing madness So I I really encourage people to go out there. There's gonna be speakers. They're also affiliated with Anarcha So they're gonna be showing some speeches from Anarcha There's gonna be a watch party and there's gonna be live speakers at the event. But more importantly, like in any of these conferences, I hate conferences, I've been to a million of them. It's about the community. And when you get together as a community and talk to people, not just watching some guy on stage, but talking to people and having that Mm -hmm. connection, that's the most beneficial thing we can have, especially in these times. So Float Fest, Dot com is, is a, the place to go, and you could join float at join float.com, F L O T E, um, or float.app, float.app. And uh, I guarantee you you'll enjoy it because we are actually on there and not being censored and able to talk to people. Huge reach on there. Uh, you actually reach people because there's no algorithm on their feed So that's awesome. No one can shadow ban you. But yeah, come to Float Fest. I, I wanted to put in that pitch because I want to see as many of uh, people who are watching this over there as possible because we need to fill up this campground it's i think a hundred acres of campground 110 so 110 yep. well 10 acres is a person owns. owns ranch so yeah. are awesome.
5: you waiting yeah. for like anyway. a million plus people or yeah something?
3: and you guys and everybody, and everybody can find me at the Libertyadvisor.com for all the financial advisor investment stuff i do crypto iras different advice for people who made a bunch of money off crypto, regular stock investment type stuff and financial planning. And then you could also click on the media tab there. It brings you over to the Liberty showcom where you can watch all the podcasts that we do on different platforms and John and I have a show uh, that you can find there as well. The only social media I'm on right now is Flow. I just recently kicked myself off Facebook, and then two days later, all my friends got kicked off, anyways. But uh, yeah, I mean, I used to. I created a Facebook page. was I was always anonymous. Didn't want to be reached. Didn't want to. Didn't want to put myself out there. And then uh, right before the 2016 election, within two months before the election, I went from zero to 32,000 followers. And then right after the election, I had a fake news. Let's go viral. They cut me off. They made it so I couldn't tag my own page. page. They made it so literally 30 people would be reached on a live stream for the previous four years. I had negative subscriber growth after, after the election, they, they completely put the kibosh on me. So I only have like a two month period to get, you know, prop my propaganda out there. So now I'm, you know, putting stuff at my website, uh, the Liberty advisor show, you can go subscribe to the podcast, through audio format on the library on bit, bit shoot on Odyssey uh yeah and john and i you know interviewed lots of you know big time people we've interviewed like the co-founder of spacex we just had yeah. gmr griffin which is right now exclusive yeah. to <laughs> the website and just you know lots of uh, great people so the, the libertyadvisor.com awesome thank That's you awesome
2: And john where yeah you and, find
5: you? yeah and you can find me on the economic <laughs> uh, I, I sell books reports everything about money and economics there I have a book called the end of freedom, our Monetary system and slaves so it's That one I wrote back in 2014 and then I have Canada, the greatest economy in the world question mark, which was written back in 2015, uh, two big uh, books. That is really great to, you know, explain what's really happening in, in with money and economics. Uh, other than that, you know, of course I have the Tim and John show. I'm also on world alternative media every now and then. Uh, but yeah, the timandjohnshow.com is fantastic. Like me and Tim are just knocking it out of the ballpark with fantastic guests over there. Uh, and, and then of course you got to make sure that you stay informed. So if you go to the economic you can find a lot of economic data there. I post like a crap ton of stuff. I just recently re- released a 110 page report on all the derivatives in the world that exists. So you can know how much of that garbage wow. slushes around in the world. Uh, and among with, you know, report on crypto, the potential price of crypto and why, uh, together with, you know, uh, the precious metals report, I have another report that's on basically that I wrote back in 2020, no 2019, but it's uh, very into today because I'm warning about a lot of stuff. So yeah, just go onto theeconomictruth.org. You'll find all the information about like. And when I write stuff, you know, I write it in a way that's not moronically academic. So I'm sure. trying to like for the layman terms, you know, I'm trying to get the, get people to understand it in a normal way. So you could pick up a book and actually understand it. If you picked up an economics book, you'd be like scratching your head and throw it in the in the toilet or something like that.
1: I don't know, man. Derivatives are pretty sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sounds very awesome, man. Yeah. You guys are the best, man. Yeah. Like we could do this for Hell hours and yeah. hours and hours. You and guys hours. are amazing. Thank uh, you so much. I wanted to say, so I was, I was, I was mm-hmm. trying to find out when Float Fest is. So it's actually March 8th through the 11th, it looks like. So yeah, that's yeah, right. Go check it out. Yeah, that I'll be awesome. there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, badass. All right, guys. For well, sure. thank you so much. Thank you very really much. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Good, good luck on your adventures, you. man. We'll see you guys on the yeah, union. Thank uh, very much for sure.
3: Appreciate it.
2: All right. Have a good night. Peace. I Between too. This guys. Peace.
4: Holy moly. Oh my Man. God, dude, yeah.
0: that, that was, was awesome. that was fire episode yeah. right there. That was fantastic, dude. Those guys are all amazing, uh, and the fact that we got them all together, dude, mm-hmm. like yeah. hell yeah. yeah.
2: And, and I was like like I was like this whole time this whole time leading up to this interview I'm like don't ask them basic newbie questions. Don't ask them about like, how do I get into Bitcoin? How do I do that stupid stuff? Cause like, these are like, they're like top notch people, right? Yeah, totally. Like I can't be the one sitting here. Like, can you help me open up a Bitcoin wallet? Don't do it. And then right at the end, I kind of did it a little bit. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah, you I, know, but whatever, you know, was, it was more like the philosophy behind it. Just like, okay, this is,